Hey, Tourpreneurs, it's Mitch Bach. And just a quick note before we begin today's episode, Tourpreneur is currently sponsored by Google. We're thankful for their support of our community, and we are offering with them a completely free course helping you unlock the power and potential of Google's Things to Do program, which is specifically helping tour operators add their tours to Google in new ways that gives you new exposure and more direct bookings. To learn more, go to tourpreneur.com slash Google. And as always, show notes, more resources, links to our newsletter, our business coaching community, and so much more are available on tourpreneur.com. Now to the episode. You're listening to Arrival Audio recorded live at Arrival Bangkok 2019 and distributed here by Tourpreneur. This session features Arrival CEO Douglas Quimby discussing AirAsia's move into tours, activities, and attractions with AirAsia COO Aaron Sarma. What you got there? I've got a little hat for you because, you know, we're AirAsia, so we can't not have the hat somewhere. So this is for you. Um, well, thank you. You know, I... Uh, it's really not appropriate for me like, to wear this on stage, uh, yeah. right? Because I have to be a neutral, that, you know, independent. True, true, However, yeah. I'm willing to do a deal with you. Sure. So Always good for deals. I've got, we've got this. Let's see. So I'm, if you're willing to put this on, on stage. On stage. I will wear the AirAsia cap. That, okay. Who wants yeah, to, who I don't wants know if that's a Aaron, good idea. <laughs> who wants to see Aaron change his shirt on stage? Yeah. <laughs> I'll hold on to that, and you can hold on to the hat over there. All right, fair enough, yes. fair enough, okay. They don't want to see me change on stage, man. We've <laughs> <laughs> got to keep things lively and new. Yeah. We always got to do something new here true, at Arrival. True. Okay, so uh, I just I want to get a sense of the history first. So I actually heard about um, you before AirAsia was ever involved, and yeah. it was a little company called Tourisly. Yeah. And this was, what, five or six years ago? It's about four years ago. Four years ago, okay. So you had this idea that you were going to help travelers create itineraries in destination uh, didn't quite work out uh, the way you planned. Well, the story didn't happen the way we, we envisioned it when we started. But when we started, we thought of, because I come from the daily deals business, so like an e-commerce kind of play, and we actually thought of what if we could build kind of like a Groupon for, for travel, right? And focusing on the best part of travel, which is ongoing activities. And we thought, like, you know, why don't we take a spin on it? Because we had heard about Viator, and we were really inspired by their story. Uh, but we thought, let's try to do something different and have the, the idea of building a trip planner that you could book, so you could become your own travel agency, as it were. And so we launched the first version of that. Um, it, traction was pretty good. We were quite happy with the performance. But what happened was within a year of launching, we already were talking to AirAsia about this ability to acquire the company. So we never really got to fully flesh out the roadmap as we wanted it, yeah. So, you know, you know as we've already talked about, there are tons and tons of startups, right, yeah. in this space. Uh, so obviously you guys are based in, in KL, that's where AirAsia is, but what did they, you know, why were they interested in you guys uh, in particular? What did you bring to the table? Uh, so when we, when we met them, uh, I actually met Tony like within three months of us launching. Uh, and we met Tony through like an incubator program that Tony and his partner Kamarudin had launched called TuneLabs. Uh, we, we, we said, hey, you know what, we've got this, this platform. We, we did the whole Jerry Maguire, we complete you speech. And you know, you got flights, you got hotels, and we can complete the entire booking experience for you. Uh, and they got interested, and we did a pitch in front of Tony. And 
Um, what we had at the time was like 3,000 activities on the platform. I think we covered 25 destinations, and we were quite small at the time. But they saw that we had something interesting. Uh, didn't want to invest at the time, and they said, let's do like a corporate partnership with you. And so we started with just a corporate tie-up, uh, where we basically rebranded the site, did a white label for them, uh, and that went pretty well, and they saw that there was results from that, that business, and said, and that's like six months later, they said, okay. let's buy the company. And so just so it started as touristly, then you kind of rebranded to VD. Yeah. But now it's really AirAsia. Pretty much, yeah. Com. yeah. So, okay. Uh, so VD and touristly are... Yeah, I mean, the story okay. is, uh, as, as a group, we've always had different brands. So we've had Tune Talk, Tune Hotels, we've had Rocky, mm. uh, Asia Go, uh, and these various supplementary brands. And the idea was we could monetize in the database and grow a brand. But we've realized that, you no, know, what's really valuable to customers is the experience. And it's kind of jarring to, hey, here's a new brand. Uh, different color now. It's not red, it's purple now. You know, that kind of thing. And so we felt that there, we, there would be great value in just having one consistent customer experience. We tried this in April. We flipped the video brand out, did full Asia branding, and sales went out like 500%. And we saw it's quite amazing what we can do with one brand. And so now we're going to do this with everything. So uh, with, with hotels, with activities, with transport, all within the Asia branding. Can we, can we pull up the AirAsia site? I just something I want to I wanna highlight here. So this is the home page. What's, so what's interesting, well, you know, flights are first, but so activities are right there yeah. uh, on, the, uh, on the home page. So that's, you know, it's, it's pretty ambitious. I mean, I've, I've been covering the travel industry for, you know, more than two decades. I've seen all sorts of efforts by airlines, you know, over the years to, you know, go into, you know, extend the brand, you know, mm. add, add hotels, add this, add that. Uh, I believe uh, AirAsia has been uh, doing this as well, you know, yeah. over, uh, over several years, and not all of those initiatives have, sure. have, have worked out perhaps as, uh, as the company hoped. What's, like, what's different now, and why this big push okay. into activities? So I think that, so I guess, specific to AirAsia.com first as a, as a business, the difference is in the past we viewed the website as a point of sale for the airline. And then we'll monetize the point of sale based on other stuff we have. The difference between that and what we're doing now is Azure.com is now going to be its independent, uh, like a separate entity. It's going to be a dot-com play, as it were. Uh, looking at ourselves very much as an OTA business, uh, as a lifestyle business, pushing other forms of content, and we happen to sell the flights from the airline. Look, how, how are you guys going to compete with the likes of you know, Kluke, with 500 million in the bag? How are you going to compete with you know, uh, booking holdings, which by market capitalization, it's, it is the largest travel company in, yeah. in the world. I mean, uh, and Expedia is not exactly a, you know, a tier two player. I yeah, mean, yeah. and TripAdvisor as well. Like, how are you gonna, what, what, what's the, the secret sauce that is gonna make you a player in this so, space? I think we've got a couple of things going for us, which are quite positive. So, uh, firstly, we really see the value in the database we have. Uh, this year we'll fly 100 million people, and we've flown more than half a billion people so far. Uh, we'll hit a billion very, very soon. So that, there's a huge number of users that we get. And this, yep. and every but year. they have a lot of users too. Sure. So but we don't have to spend an additional dollar for every user we acquire. So that, I think, is a, is a huge point. Uh, the other thing is that we own the customer booking path, so we, can, we have a lot of data to kind of understand what customers are doing through that path. And I think that gives us a bit of information. It's uh, six petabytes of data every month that we collect. So, yeah. so I would imagine kind of looking at that homepage, I'm going to guess that most people aren't, 
you know, Googling AirAsia.com to book, you know, a food tour, right? Yeah. So it's, so I'd imagine it's more of, uh, you know, you know, okay, I'm going to, you know, KL or I'm going to, to Bangkok. And then if you know something about me, uh, then maybe you're going to, like in an email you're going to push? Or yeah. like how does it, how so is it going to So we've work? actually done the email thing for a while now, and that's Good. pretty successful. It's like one of the most successful touch points we have in the group. Uh, eventually it'll be in the booking path, and w with the data we have on the customer journey, we'll do more things in destination and things like that. Another thing that is interesting... I just, yeah. But I just, sure. the thing that I'm still struggling with, though, is, uh, you know, I, I'm still going to get those emails from Kluke. You know, I'm going to sure. get the emails from TripAdvisor. Sure. I'm going to search on Google. And so, uh, because, so, again, how are you going to... Sure. How are you going to convince me? Even if I book my flight, you got a great deal on AirAsia, but... That's, how are you going to do that? I mean, I do see that one way to look at it is, okay, how do we compete with these guys and how do we, you know, be aggressive as a competitor? Uh, and I do think, we, as I mentioned, we've got all these things and the customers are in the path. And I do think we also have unique customers. Uh, yesterday I was talking to the guy, uh, Jake from Grasshopper Tours, right? And he was saying that um, there are a whole bunch of uh, travelers, and he was, in, he was in taxi, he was telling a story about how the taxi driver said, uh, I never used to travel before, but before AirAsia, now I can travel. And there's a whole segment of users that don't travel like national carriers. These guys only do budget carriers, and AirAsia is probably the one that they'll choose to fly within this part of the world. So I would argue that the whole class of traveler that, that is at, our, at, at us for us to acquire, and if we were to just focus on those travelers, huge opportunity there. And even from the merchant standpoint, um, I was talking to Chris Bird, who does a biking uh, tour company uh, in Hua Hin, and we just opened Hua Hin last year. And the amount of interest we get from Hua Hin, because suddenly there's a whole influx of travelers, that's pretty interesting as well. Also from the user standpoint, I was going to say just now that we've also got the loyalty program, which I think is something a little bit underrated within the ecosystem. Um, we've rolled this out within the activities platform, and you'll soon see it with the, tra with the hotel platform and all the other platforms as well. You can now earn points on your flight and burn it on the trip. And that's something that nobody really has, a full like, ecosystem worth of points that you can uh, use around the network. And that's something we're going to do. You'll see it with lifestyle, you'll see it with the hotel deals and the packages, and this will be quite interesting for us. Douglas, we have a question from the audience here. Hey, Aaron, Kevin Liu, ResD. Um, I have a question around AirAsia Go and also AirAsia.com. I believe AirAsia Go has some involvement from Expedia. Um, so I'm just curious to see the difference between the two brands um, and now we, you know, with AirAsia.com. Sure. Um, what I can say, I, I can't speak too much to what's happening there, but what I can say is what's already publicly available. Uh, the relationship between us and Expedia, we've divested from that partnership. And so eventually we will run our own uh, hotels platform independent of Expedia. Uh, which may or may not be called AirAsia Go. Uh, right now, we're leaning to just calling it all AirAsia, or AirAsia Hotels. Yeah. Um, so uh, how many destinations are you in with activities? With activities, we're at 84. And, and how much supply? We've got about 15,000 uh, deals. What kind of, uh, what are you looking for in particular? In other words, if I'm, a, if I'm an operator or an attraction, how do I know that you know, AirAsia is, is the right partner for me? Can you, what, what is it about the customers, or, or is it so broad-based that you're just looking to kind of fill the, you know, the whole pipeline? Yeah, I, I think what we, we can give to these customers is uh, the ability to target uh, travelers in a very specific way. For example, we've got a flight from 
Bali to Osaka, and vice versa, right? And so we can help a provider in Bali target Japanese tourists very specifically because we've got a flight that flies there. So that's something that I think providers can work with us on. Uh, and also just to work within the network, right? With the loyalty program and with our big pay, which is our FinTech play, uh, for those who do uh, delivery of, of product, we've got Teleport, which is our, our logistics play. So we've got a suite of, of solutions that will help a lot of these partners work with us beyond just the transactional, hey, give me a great deal and we'll sell it for you. So what about the, uh, the economics in, uh, in the marketplace? You know, there's been a lot of talk about this over the last day. I mean, a lot of concern about, you know, about discounting uh, in, uh, in the marketplace. Uh, and you know, AirAsia is, I mean, it's, it's kind of known as a, you know, a, uh, <laughs> an economy brand, right? A, it's, it's a low-cost right? carrier. Yeah, yeah. low-cost carrier. So, so how are you, you know, working with suppliers and, uh, how, and what's your take on the whole, you know, the, all of this pricing pressure that's in the marketplace? Yeah, I mean, the struggle is real, and we do feel the, the pressure to kind of have really competitive pricing. So that's something that we always work on in having the best prices possible. And that's why we're working with some of the people in the room to see how we can really provide the right kind of product, the best quality product for the customer. But I think the secret in it is beyond that. And because we're looking at this as an ecosystem play, we're looking at the overall revenue per customer rather than per vertical. So we can look at situations where we can lose a little bit here on maybe activity product or the hotel's product, but we'll make it up somewhere else through the entire ecosystem. So are you, I know there's a question, but just one quick, so are you willing to, I mean, because there's, you know, there are cases in the market where you've got resellers that are, you know, going below cost and yeah. driving people, I presume some people in this room, a little crazy. Yeah, <laughs> so you, I've heard. And <laughs> are you willing to do the same? Are you doing that already? Um, I, I, we're not consciously doing this, so we, we're not really uh, operating on this mode where we have to heavily discount everything. Uh, what we are focusing on is providing the right price to the customer at every point we can. Yeah. Uh, my name is Lauren Shannon. I'm with Arigato Japan Food Tours. Um, hi. Um, hi. I just wanted to say um, back to, so yesterday during the Super Apps talk, um, people asked the question, like, how can you be very local um, where providers are and be a global brand. Like, that's part of the problem for these big apps. But I think for you guys, the advantage would be you're the experts in Asia, yeah. right? So I think doubling down on that, and also um, I wanted to know if you thought about, a lot of people take discount airlines, but that doesn't mean that they're not willing to spend more in destination. They're saving money on their flights, so they have more money on their vacation. I, so are absolutely. you using that in your strategy, sort of being owning Asia and then offering a wide variety of pricing? Yeah. Uh, thank you. I think that's absolutely correct. We, we, I mean, it's in the name that we have Asia, so we think we're going to focus very much on a, in Asia as our, our playground. Don't really see us going very far beyond it for now. Um, and we really see ourselves as destination experts who can provide this value to customers uh, because we understand the market a little bit better. And, and your insight about people willing to spend the trip is absolutely true. People are using the flight component as just a utility to get me from point A to point B, and they're there for the holiday. So they're booking four and five star hotels and they're really spending on the activity because the idea is that I, I wanna have the best holiday possible. The flight's not so essential for me to travel in, in luxury. I can just get there and enjoy myself. I, I just, uh, I, I just we have a, just a few seconds left, but just really kind of nuts and bolts questions. So if I'm an operator, how do I, can I work with you directly? Do, I, do, you, is it, do you work with B2B partners? Like, should, 
Like, should I be speaking to, to be my guest or to you directly or to some other player? Like, how, what's, what's the path to working so, with AirAsia? Yeah, so traditionally, we've had a combination. Uh, in this in, uh, before this, uh, we had direct sourcing that we did ourselves. We had a team that did it. Uh, we also worked with uh, some uh, B2B players as well. We are exploring with some of the B2B players in the room of how we can work with them. Uh, so I would just invite you guys at this stage, because it's still pretty much early days for us as AirAsia.com as a platform. Let's start a conversation, and then we'll see how we can move this forward. Yeah. Uh, last question. Your biggest, biggest uh, kind of competitive you know, concern? Like, was there's one company or kind of one group of companies in the marketplace that you kind of worry about the, the most or you know, watch the most? Uh, um, I... I think the biggest fear that we have is from somebody who's not there yet. I know somebody said this yesterday as well, but I think that's really true because I think the ones that are already in the market, we kind of already know the space they're playing in. And in our case, uh, we worry about uh, the big alphabets deciding to come into the same space and uh, thanks, <laughs> and playing in the same space with us, yeah. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Sarma, thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this session from Arrival, the only event dedicated to creators and sellers of tours, activities, and attractions. Head to ArrivalEvent.com to register for upcoming conferences around the globe. And for insights into the in-destination industry, head to Arrival.Travel.